G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit anglicandolby.org.au. This week's sermon is a standalone sermon on Pentecost and it focuses on Acts chapter 2. We hope you enjoy the sermon. The first reading is from Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 21 chapter So when I was six years old, I ate something with my dad. I never done something with dad because dad never met me on funny mountains. He wears his family face and he's on my hands, which made me feel ten feet tall. Unfortunately, I'm not going to get scared, disgusted by the incredible thoughts going on around me, but I let go of that thing. And a minute later, I came to my senses and realized I couldn't see that. And then all of a sudden, I saw him in the distance. He was very hot, 
his strategy set, his hairy legs, and I just ran into work about my arms around his hairy legs. So I looked up running around him, and the man who was not with us, Someone who will fold their hands and lift them up from sorrow 
after Jesus ascension into heaven. And all of the Spirit crosses in the cause of Bible's quest. You read this story, Bible, people who the smile up into the heavens, they're going, well, we'll, we'll make a game for ourselves. God comes down, sees the power, sees these people who are about to destroy themselves, and says, what I'll do is I'll mix up their tongues, and then they all speak in different languages, they can't cooperate, and then they go out into all the world and spread out in all this diversity. Pentecost, all of that is undone, and once again, people can understand each other. Pentecost was a big harvest festival where people would bring their first crops to God and pray for the rest of the harvest. People from all over would stay in Jerusalem for a long weekend of feasting, partying, and worship services. It would be a verse 5 and 6. They had been staying in Jerusalem, God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound and cried, they came together in bewilderment. I guess that word, bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. The people can't believe that simple folk from Galilee are preparing the wonders of God. Not in their head language, which would have been Greek or maybe Latin or maybe Hebrew or Aramaic, instead in their heart languages. The languages that they've grown up speaking and praying at home. If you've ever been on a holiday overseas, the families of someone speaking a Russian accent, someone speaking Latin, you know what they would have felt like. They would have felt confident and warmed. Like this crash against your heart, knowing that you're not alone. You have someone beside you who knows you and understands you. And as the Holy Spirit passes in, he changes hearts. He has seen this in the Spirit passing in, and so that's what he does. He says, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk. It's only nine in the morning. Unfortunately, no people have made themselves a lot of anyway, <laughs> it's a joke. It begins with a joke. But then he begins to explain that this is what the Bible told them what happened. God is crossing in and making all things new. Ultimately, this is the first place, it's the first sign of the fullness of the day of the Lord, which we read about in Revelation. The Father is coming in and wants to embrace his people by the Holy Spirit. But there's a problem. It's at this point we see a change in Peter. The brother of Peter, who denied Jesus three times, Suddenly, first something that might get him killed. Look at verses 22 24. He says, Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited to you by God by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. God raised him from the dead, freeing him from agony and death, because it was impossible for death to keep his hold on him. 
is calling you to plunge yourself into the power of His love. And that brings me to my final point. This Holy Spirit creates community. As the Holy Spirit crashes into Jerusalem, converting hearts and minds, He begins creating a community. God loves you personally, but He's also all about relationships. God wants to fill you with His Spirit and then mobilize you in His church. That's why you can't work with on your own. The Holy Spirit will always draw you into community. He might give you time and space. But if we're not living by the Spirit, we're missing it. God is calling us into this church. There actually isn't a blueprint for what happens every time the Holy Spirit does anything. And yet there are some things the Holy Spirit does here that He has continued to do for the last 2,000 years. And we see them. We see the Holy Spirit bringing about devotion, fellowship, prayer, generosity, and growth. The first thing we see is a life of devotion. Look at verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. As people are drawn to the Holy Spirit, they're also drawn together. They devote themselves to the apostles' teaching. Today we don't have the apostles, but we do have their teaching. All the New Testament is written by Jesus Christ and apostles. In the Bible, we have the most accurate account of what Jesus taught and what the apostles taught. That's why regular Bible study is so vital and life-giving. The next thing we see is fellowship. The people come together regularly and they break bread together. They eat together and they take communion. This is why weekly church gatherings are vital, because here we are nourished physically and spiritually. This is why sticking us around our church to chat, even though it's cold and even if you don't like coffee, it's why it's so important. It's worth your time, even if it's a bit uncomfortable at times. It brings us together. Fellowship. The next thing that happens is prayer. The Holy Spirit always inspires us in prayer. For the first Christians, this meant attending the temple and worship in the synagogue. And as the temple was destroyed and Christians were kicked out of synagogues, they created their own meeting places. And they called them churches. Prayer is the engine room of the church. It's an opportunity for intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, He helps us to pray. If your prayer life is feeling a little bit stale, a little bit hard home, then perhaps it's time to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. The next thing we see is generosity. The Holy Spirit inspires radical generosity. Look at verse 44. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone 
that we have made. What is not some sort of Christian communism? Rome was forced to hold over their stuff to the church. Instead, the people shared everything in common. In 140 AD, a Christian wrote to his friend Diognetus about the people in his church. And this is what he writes. This is the radical generosity that the Spirit has continued to inculcate in us. Diognetus hears these words. Christians are indistinguishable from other men by their nationality, language, or customs. And yet there is something extraordinary about their lives. They live in their own countries as though they were only passing through. They live in poverty and in rich men. They are totally destitute but possess an abundance of everything. They share their meals but not their lives. <laughs> At the time, I think it was about common for people to share their lives. And so, the Holy Spirit continues to promote radical generosity today. I've been overwhelmed since coming to Dolby by the generosity of our church. Not only financially, but in time, energy, and faith. In COVID, I was overwhelmed by how many people began giving on and made big donations keep us going as a church. Sadly, some of this has dried up. And while at the beginning of the year we lowered our budget to reflect lower giving, still giving has been below budget every month this year. Since we remember the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, let's ask the Holy Spirit to spare us on to radical generosity as a church. One way we can help our church keep doing God's work is by joining Christ Direct, um, which is regular electronic giving. Um, you, can, you can email or call the office if you need help with this. Um, giving details are available on our website. Friends, let's keep practicing radical generosity. Share glorifying God to the way we say. The last thing we see the Holy Spirit doing is growing the community. Look at verse 46 of Acts 2. Verse 46. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The people continue meeting together, and by their way of looking at the world, is so different from the culture around them. They meet with gladness and sincerity. At first, we see them enjoy a period of favor with the people. There's this little Holy Spirit honeymoon that will stop as soon as opposition grows in us. What doesn't stop? It's the Lord adding to their number. Notice it's the Lord who adds to their numbers. It's not gimmicks or clever methods. Instead, we need to be praying that the church would grow us. 
Proverbs 10 verse 1 says that trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength is the most confusing, exhausting, and tedious of all work. But when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, then the ministry of Jesus just flows from us. Still, we must use the gift that's given us to reach out. That's why it's great to hear that Tanyo this week brought together 50 people to experience Christian fellowship. It's also great to hear that 40 women came to the CWCI Safari two weeks ago. And hopefully lots of people will join us for our third of our own on Wednesday. It's also great to hear about creating caring communities, how many people came along to that to learn about how we can welcome people into God's presence and into God's community. Friends, today is such a special day in the life of our church. Pentecost is the day the Holy Spirit with a fire that hasn't stopped burning. May we continue God's people would grow among us, that God's kingdom would come and that God's will would be done. Holy Spirit, pass into our lives again. Convert our hearts and and create community among us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.